Welcome to the Happiness Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. I've been gone on vacation for a few weeks to Yellowstone, and if you've been listening to the news, you know that there was a bear attack, a grizzly attack, on a man and a woman, and the man was killed. It's the first time this has happened in 25 years. The couple had been hiking, and they got in between a mother and her cub, and because of that, the husband was attacked and killed. The wife was also hurt, but she survived. This, of course, is a very sad story. But similarly, when we were there, we visited many geysers and hot springs. And what I noticed was, throughout the area, there were these signs posted about, be careful because the geysers and hot springs are incredibly hot, and if you got off the path, you could fall into one and die. And all these warning signs were paid for by a foundation based upon a family who had been to Yellowstone when I was about nine years old. And their nine-year-old son had gotten off the path, had fallen into one of the hot springs, and died. And in response to his death, they had posted all these signs warning other people of the potential dangers. So how does death in Yellowstone relate to happiness? It's really based upon this concept of impermanence. Life is impermanent. Nothing stays the same. We can be happily married and joyfully on a vacation, and our husband can be killed by a grizzly bear. We can be on vacation with our family, and our child, our nine-year-old child, can fall into a hot springs and die. I know these are extreme cases, but they happen. Nothing, nothing stays the same in life. Life is going to change. Life is impermanent. And if we try real hard to hang on to life and want it to stay the same, we are going to suffer. We all know people who have had tragedy. We may be one of those people listening to this podcast who is right now going through a really difficult time. Life is impermanent. Life changes. And sometimes those changes are good. But sometimes those changes are very painful. Life is impermanent. And if we don't learn to roll with life, to adjust to these changes, we are going to suffer. Impermanence is an absolute guarantee of life. Life is going to change. No matter what's happening in our lives right now, it's going to change. Ultimately, we're all going to die. And along life's journey, there's going to be many, many changes. Most of us are going to get divorced. In America, divorce rate is over 50%. So most of us, when we get married and walking down that aisle, are going to end up in divorce court if we live in the U.S. A significant portion of us are going to get either cancer, some form of cancer, or heart disease, some form of heart disease. It's going to hit us. Most of us are going to have numerous jobs. We're going to get fired. Our jobs are going to stop. We're going to have to get retrained and start all over. Scientists can look at the people in a country and say, well, how many times is the average person going to lose their job and have to start all over? In the United States, last time I looked, it was six times, but it varies throughout the world. But life is change. Life is change. Life is impermanent. Given that, if I've convinced us that life is impermanent, that there's going to be changes throughout our life, we really have two choices of how to address these changes. One is good for us, and the other is very bad for us. So let's explore these two. 
And let's start with looking at these changes like cuts. What do I mean? In life, we get cuts. We get a cut, and we have a choice when we get a cut. We can wash it out, cleanse it, and let it heal, and that washing and cleansing part will be painful. Or we can find some painkillers, and the deeper the cut, the more intense the cut, the more intense the painkiller will have to be. We can shoot painkillers into that cut and not feel it. We can just go on blissfully in our life, la 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 la, not feeling that cut. But unfortunately, that cut will get infected, it will get worse, ultimately it will turn to gangrene, and it will kill us. Life is like that too when it comes to impermanence and change. And unfortunately, what most of us do, and I do mean most, is that we turn to the painkillers instead of washing the wound and getting better. It's very, very sad. Since many people go through divorce in life, and many of us who are listeners have gone through a divorce or will go through a divorce, let me use that as an example. We get married for the first time and we're so excited. We have so many dreams, so many expectations of what's life going to be like. And then life doesn't turn out that way. Our partner leaves us and we find ourselves single again, perhaps having to raise our children by ourselves, all the financial stress and worries that come with that. And life is impermanent. Given that it's impermanent, we now need to adjust to this change. To adjust to it in a healthy way is to feel our feelings, get involved with support groups, talk to people, get in therapy, and really work through the sadness, the anger of the divorce. It's normal, it's healthy. It's like cleansing out the wound. Then we get better, then we can move on and find someone else or adjust to our new status as a single person and do well with life. We can do well when there's change, even when it's tragic, as long as we're willing to adjust to the changes, feel them, and then move forward. But what most of us do, unfortunately, is we turn to painkillers instead of feeling those feelings. And unfortunately, there are an infinite number of painkillers that we can turn towards. Again, in this example, perhaps after the divorce, we start drinking, and that drinking becomes a habit, and then it becomes an addiction. We all kind of get that addiction, that form of painkiller. But what about the more subtle ones? We dive into our work, we start working 100 hours a week, or we start watching a lot of TV, and we just become a TV-aholic, spending all our time watching TV. Or we dive into another relationship, and all our energy goes into that, thinking that will fix the problem. Or we go to the doctor and ask for some emotional painkiller, some prescription drug, that takes away our anxiety, our stress, our depression. We start eating. We turn to food for comfort. The list really is infinite. What we can do instead of dealing with the impermanence, dealing with the change, healing, and then moving on. What most of us do is we don't adjust well to impermanence. We fight it. We resist it. And then we shoot painkillers in as a way not to deal with it. If we realize at a deep level that life is impermanent, there's nothing we can do to get around that, things are going to change. Even if we don't get divorced, even if we stay healthy, there are an infinite number of things that can rock our world and upset us. But if we flow with things, if we adjust to change well and realize, yes, 
nothing that I have, even my child, is a guarantee. My child can be taken from me, as was the example of the couple in Yellowstone. They, I'm sure on vacation, had zero expectations of losing their child to death. But that happened. And what they did, as far as I can tell, is turn that tragedy into something beautiful, something where I'm sure those signs have helped countless people in their own lives that may have died if those very clear, well-written words weren't there. They turned the death in their child into something beautiful for other people. Anything, anything we can adjust to and make it better. Perhaps when we were in high school, we had expectations and hopes of going on to university and doing well and getting a great job. But what happened is we got there, we partied too much, we weren't used to all that freedom, and we had to drop out and then get a job. That doesn't mean we have to numb our lives to that change. Life is change. Change happens to everyone. We need to adjust, feel, and then make the most of what life has given us. No matter how tragic or how minor it is, if it matters to us, if it makes us upset, then we need to adjust and say, okay, this is what life has given me. I've done everything in my power to make it better. Now I need to adjust. And self-blame isn't going to help either. Blaming ourselves for what happened, yes, we may have been the cause of it. I actually know people who are in prison, who are very deep spiritual people, who have made the most out of a lifetime sentence in prison. We can adjust to anything as long as we're willing to let go of our attachments that life has to be this way. If we flow with life, then life goes better, much better. If we fight life, then life is tough and it's hard and we're going to need addictions to shut off that pain. Instead, if we roll with life, then life goes well. So let's do this. Let's say no matter what life has thrown at us or will throw at us, we will adjust. We won't be self-critical. We won't stay stuck, but we'll feel the feelings of the loss and then we'll move on and we'll make the most of our lives with what we have, no matter how much it's changed based upon what we expected. Life is impermanent. When we adjust when we adapt to that change, life goes well. When we numb it, life just gets harder in the long run. But we choose to have a beautiful life. Thank you for joining me in this week's Happiness Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the world of happiness, please go to www.happinesspodcast.org. That's happinesspodcast.org. Or if you'd like to contact me directly, my email address is drpuff at cox.net. Until next time, accept what is, love what is. Do you ever wonder why some companies do so well, grow, and just seem to keep coming up with great ideas and keep expanding? While other companies are permeated with negativity, lawsuits, employee turnover, and just overall unhappiness in the workplace. Whichever corporate camp you find yourself in, or somewhere in between, the key to any company's ongoing success 
is to invest in and help their employees perform at their peak performance. There are very clear and specific things that people can do to perform well at work and in life in general. This is the focus of my podcast, and it's also the focus of my work. Being at the cutting edge of any market is sustained through investment, investment in training employees how to perform well. But sustained growth and productivity requires specific psychological tools in order to continue to perform at peak levels. This is where I can help. I've been studying peak performance for over 30 years now, helping people all over the world. And there are very specific things that have to be maintained in order to sustain this level of performance. When companies invest in their employees, their employees are invested in them. Unfortunately, it's quite common for companies to be doing exceptionally well in the marketplace, but for unknown reasons, key employees make poor choices, leave the company, or start struggling and coping with stress-related illnesses. Companies that do well know their business really well, but human behavior works in mysterious ways unless you've been trained to understand the causes and cures of underperformance. If you're a forward-thinking company, perhaps it's time to think about giving your employees skills that may really help them perform well at work and throughout their lives. If you work for or manage a company, and you're ready to learn the skills in order to survive and thrive in any market, in any conditions, or in life in general. I'd love to help. These are the skills I've learned. These are the ones I'd love to bring to your company. True lasting success has to be seen from a broader perspective, not just monetary. And if you're ready to bring about these changes, that's where I can help. To learn more, go to www.successbeyondyourimagination.com. That's successbeyondyourimagination.com. And whether we're at the doorstep of retirement or have many years to go, may we always be growing and be developing our skills not only as successful employees, but as successful human beings. 